The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Thanks for listening. I hope you had a great weekend. I certainly did. I'll give you some of the highlights and the lowlights throughout the next four hours. But I'll tell you, one of the things that I spent a great deal of time doing whenever I was outside this weekend is killing spotted lanternflies. By now, you've heard about this. This is an invasive pest which has now spread across 11 states. I think Senator Chuck Schumer has called for tens of millions of dollars in federal funding to eradicate these. These are invasive, and they are bad for trees, and they're bad news. The the Parks Department and a lot of other health authorities, a lot of other environmental authorities have all said the same thing, which is kill these things on site. Well, now, even as this pest has spread across 11 states and is threatening agriculture, Lanternflies, these spotted lanternflies, are winning sympathizers who are resisting the kill on site orders. Now, I think my colleague Curtis Sliwa is probably the most prominent of the spotted lanternfly defenders. The New York Times chronicles someone by the name of Lee Weiss, who acts swiftly whenever he sees a spotted lanternfly. He doesn't kill it, which is what you're supposed to do. He scoops it up and hides it so that any other would-be lanternfly assassins can't kill them. Folks, I am an animal lover. I am a guy that uh, doesn't like to kill these bugs. These pests are invasive. They're bad for trees. They're bad for plants. They're bad for agriculture. By saving these spotted lanternflies, you're not doing anybody any favors. Certainly not any of the vegetation that you're encountering on a regular basis. So I implore you, if you see a spotted lantern fly, squish it and squish it good. I say this as an animal lover. These spotted lantern flies are a menace and they need to be stomped out. Help stomp them out. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Good morning, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. If you've been listening to this program for any length of time, you probably know we've been following the case of police officer Sal Greco. Now, in the interest of full disclosure, Sal Greco is a friend of mine, and I've made no bones about the fact that I think he got a raw deal. Sal Greco is a 14-year veteran of the New York City Police Department who was fired mostly because of his close ties to Roger Stone and others who support Donald Trump's political agenda. Look, I think he clearly might have done some of the wrong things here, but I think this is way too stiff a penalty, especially since our mayor, when he was a police officer, had no problem hanging around with convicted felons like Mike Tyson and Louis Farrakhan. I think the city, under Mayor Adams' leadership, would have done well to show Sal a little bit of forgiveness here. 
maybe give him a lighter penalty, a slap on the wrist, take away some vacation days. Well, now it's official. As he told me in an exclusive interview a week or so ago, he has filed a federal lawsuit against the NYPD and the city. And you have to ask the question. I don't know what's going to happen with this, but I think he's going to get some sort of a settlement here. And that settlement is going to be paid for with your taxpayer dollars. How are you, the taxpayer, how are you as a New Yorker served by Sal Greco being drummed out of the police department? You know they're going to settle with this guy. I don't know what he's going to get, but let's say he gets a half a million dollars. Let's say he gets $400,000. Is that $400,000, $500,000 in taxpayer money that you think is well spent just so Mayor de Blasio and just so the NYPD can purge itself of enthusiastic Trump supporters? I don't think so. In an article on this lawsuit, Sal says that the action taken against me has cost me my reputation, my job, and my life savings. I tell you, my heart really does go out to him. I'm wishing him the best. The lawsuit's also alleging that some of the prohibitions on associating with certain characters are overly broad and a violation of the First Amendment. So even if you don't care about Donald Trump or what's happening to Sal Greco, this could be a major First Amendment victory for all police officers. We'll see. We'll be following this story. We may invite Sal's attorney on this show as well, so we'll be following it. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. We are mere moments away from commendations. I know, I know it's uh, the point of the week that some of you look forward to, and we won't let you down. We've got some good people to commend today. I always wonder on the weekend, what is it going to be? What is going to be the most outlandish thing Curtis says and or makes up about me? Well, I have to hand it to him. This week he did a yeoman's job. <laughs> he actually came up with a scenario in which they're going to give me LSD to treat my alcoholism. Here's a, a little bit of what uh, Curtis said over the weekend. We're going to succeed in this intervention to drive Frank Morano out, who, based on all of his descriptions, has become a walking, talking lush. No doubt about it. You heard Norman describe what Frank was telling him he should drink, and Norman got polluted, got frightened, and it's only going to get worse. And we got to do this because soon Carmine, his child who's 40 pounds now, is going to recognize that his father's a lush when he sees the veins protruding from his nose because of the rum rouge. And he went on with this for about a half hour. Uh, it led more than one listener to say that I'm living rent-free in Curtis's beret-clad brain. Here's a little more of Curtis from over the weekend. Now I'm telling you, now that LSD is being used therapeutically, as people drop acid and normalize their relationships, their socializing, and they get full control of their mental and physical faculties. You know, afterwards, Frank can have an occasional glass of white wine, you know, but... No more is he going to be a boozeaholic like he's been. Needless to say, if uh, Curtis offers me a pizza with mushrooms, I am going to be declining that. And I will not be taking LSD anytime soon. 
for a therapeutic reason or any other. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. One more hour to go. Don't even think of touching that dial. By the way, if you have not heard this program in its entirety and you'd like to hear these local commentaries that we do at the top of each hour, you've got to subscribe to our podcast. Go to Frank Morano Interviews and More. You can find us at WABCRadio.com or you can just search Frank Morano Interviews and More on any podcast app. This is quickly becoming one of the fastest growing podcasts on the entire station, and we're very proud of that. So thank you for listening, and thank you for responding to this. There's actually even some talk of uh, replaying these commentaries at other points in the day or other points during the weekend. We'll see if that happens. Now, New Yorkers for many years have had a big problem with a certain jurisdiction, and that jurisdiction is New Jersey. Here is the latest chapter in the New Jersey-New York wars. Staten Island residents are complaining about loud boom parties coming from New Jersey. Residents are fed up with blaring music and window-rattling bass that's coming from late-night parties. The noise isn't coming from their neighborhood or even on Staten Island at all. The music comes from so-called boom parties which are being held across the Arthur Kill, the narrow strip of water that separates the New York City borough of Staten Island from New Jersey. A woman shared cell phone video from summer of 2021 with the NBC News when the loud music went on well past midnight. The noise hasn't stopped since then, and residents who are desperate for some quiet and some sleep are fed up. So after hearing multiple complaints, the Staten Island District Attorney decided to step in. DA Michael McMahon sent a letter signed by City Law lawmakers to the mayor of Elizabeth, New Jersey, last week. And in it, McMahon urged officials to put an end to this scourge and referred to neighbors' concerns over the boom parties as serious quality-of-life issues. The city of Elizabeth, for what it's worth, said in a statement that it is aware of the issue and that uh, their code enforcement office and police department are working on it. The source of the music remains a mystery, and for now, neighbors can only hope it's turned down soon. I'm not surprised to hear this. I used to drive to Elizabeth, New Jersey every morning. I had a friend that I worked with that uh, I would pick up in Elizabeth. I would take the Gothels Bridge from Staten Island, pick them up in Elizabeth, and we'd drive to work in Manhattan. It did always seem like there was some loud party going on, even at 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. So I hope Elizabeth is able to get a handle on this, and I hope Staten Islanders are able to get some sleep. We'll see. Beam me up! To be continued.